1: hello everyone welcome to just glow with it my name is jasmine and here we talk about all things wellness spirituality personal development self-love and everything else in between so if you're ready to grow connect with like-minded people and become the greatest version of yourself and keep on listening remember to just glow with it Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode here on Just Glow With It. I am your host, Jasmine, and for today's episode, we are going to be discussing all about self-love, learning to love yourself, and what it means to truly be confident. And I'm also going to be discussing my own self-love journey, the things that I've experienced, and, and how I'm learning to love who I am right now as I am becoming the person that I want to be. So let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. So one of my biggest struggles in the past and also one of my goals for 2019 is to build a strong sense of self-confidence and to really love myself for who I am as I am becoming who I want to be. So way back when, I used to think that I was this confident person until a few life events happened that really made me open my eyes to the realization that I had this false sense of confidence and self-esteem. Life has a really funny way of humbling you and throughout the past few years, I've experienced a few life events myself that has truly humbled me and that has really opened my eyes and through these events that have occurred in my life, I realized that I was never truly ever a confident person because to me, somebody who is confident and who truly loves themselves loves themselves throughout any circumstances, any conditions, and they love themselves no matter what anyone else says or thinks. For me, I I realized that my self confidence and my and my self love was strictly based on external conditions and things such as the amounts of likes I would receive on a selfie or being chased after guys or having my makeup or I only felt good about myself when I had my makeup and my hair done and I was dressed up and and that was those were the only times that I felt good about myself, as I mentioned. When these life events happened, I was completely stripped away from my from this false sense of confidence and I was completely bare and naked and it was just my me myself and my insecurities and insecurities that I didn't even know I had and I was forced to acknowledge sorry, and I was forced to acknowledge them and I was forced to get really honest and real with myself and that was the beginning of my self-love journey and now I'm on this mission to really learn who I am, to acknowledge my insecurities and figure out where they come from so I can let them go and be at peace with my past and be at peace with myself and to just love me for me. So I I really want to get to a point in my life where I love myself and I feel good about myself when my hair is a mess or when my hair is is done when I'm in sweats or when I'm dressed nicely when I have a face full of makeup on or when I'm barefaced you know when I receive compliments or when I don't receive compliments I want to feel good about who I am as a person no matter what and that is what I am working on in 2019 and I wanted to share the things that I'm doing to help me get to that point point. And so these are my my tips on how to truly love yourself and how to truly have inner confidence. So the first thing that you need to do, or that I at least had to do, was to strip away the ego or the false sense of security that you may have. Some things to really ask yourself is... Who am I without social media? Who am I without makeup, without friends, without nice clothes? Like, who am I truly at the core when it's just me and my thoughts and my body? And do I like this person? Because what I've learned in my own experience is that a lot of, a lot of us mask the things that we dislike about ourselves with outside sources. And, It's easier to do that than to acknowledge the things that we don't appreciate about ourselves and we don't like about ourselves than to deal with them or try and fix them or at least be at peace with them. So ask yourself these questions of who are you without all the external things when it's just you and your thoughts? Who are you at the core and are you happy with who that person is? And another thing to ask yourself is what makes you feel good, what makes you feel confident, and what makes you feel happy? And I want you to, when you ask yourself these things, I want you to think about your answers. If you find that a lot of the things that make you feel good or confident and happy are, ex- are superficial things or or merely based on external conditions, ask yourself, if you no longer had these things, would you still feel good, would you still feel confident, would you still feel happy? The reason why I want you guys to ask yourself this is because there's nothing wrong with having nice things or there's nothing wrong with feeling good because you are dressed nice or feeling good about yourself because you have a face full of makeup. I feel good when I have a when I have makeup on. I feel good when my hair is done and when I'm dressed nice. So I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with any of those things, but the problem arises when we base our self love and our confidence strictly on those things. And that is the point that I want to make very clear. On is that it's okay to feel good um, about external things. But if we're if we only feel good because of those things, then that is a problem because the reason why this is a problem is because material items can come and go. People can come and go. Um, money can come and go. Anything outside of yourself can come and go. So if you, solely rely your happiness, your confidence, your self-love on outside things, you're never truly going to have inner confidence and self-love because those things are outside of you. What I've learned is that everything you need to feel good about yourself, to love who you are, is all within you. So that is the first step, is to strip away from the ego or the false sense of confidence that you may have. Now the next step is to be able to acknowledge your insecurities and also where they come from. And I just want to make it a point to say that no one is born hating themselves. The way that we subconsciously feel and view ourselves is often based on the way others have treated us as a child. When I began this self-love journey and I took the time to really reflect back on why do I have such low self-esteem, like why do I feel so negatively about myself, and I realized it was because the way that I was treated as a child, without going into such detail, I just want to say that as a kid, I was often made to feel like that I wasn't good enough, that I was a nuisance or everything I did was wrong, um, I I wasn't worthy, I wasn't shown a lot of love or encouragement or anything that a kid should be shown and taught. So because I I never truly received love, I didn't know how to love myself and I didn't, so I didn't know how to accept love or how to give love. When I was able to acknowledge that the things that I told, The things that I told myself were not my truth and that they were programmed onto me by the adults in my life and things like that. I was able to slowly detach from these stories and these limiting beliefs and these negative feelings. This process is definitely very difficult, Um, at least it was for me, because if you think about it... Okay, when I started my self-love journey, I was like my true real self-love journey. I was about 22, 23. So if you think about it, I'm undoing 23 years of programming. 23 years of being told you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're a nuisance, you're this, you're that. I'm undoing years and years of that negative talk and that those negative belief systems so it's going to take time to re, to let them go and to reprogram your mind so during this process it's super important that you are patient with yourself and that you are and that you are truly committed to letting go of of these stories that are not your truth of these stories that have have just been simply programmed onto you by life experiences or by things you were told as a child and I want everyone who is on their own self-love journey to make a commitment to love and accept yourself. Flaws and all just as you are for what you for who you are in this moment for what you look like for everything even if it is not your ideal self and the longer you stay committed to loving yourself the easier the process will be. So the third step is to stop negative self-talk. And this goes along with my second tip. Um, But what we don't realize is how much we put ourselves down and how negative and hard we are on ourselves. And this all comes with Being self aware and being able to pay attention to how you talk to yourself, the things you say about yourself, and if it's and the way that I look at it is if it's something that you wouldn't say to your friend, to your partner, or to somebody that you love and care about, why would you say it to yourself? As humans, as soul beings, the most important relationship we will ever have is the one with ourselves, and somehow. It's the most toxic relationship that we can have. I feel like it's so hard for us to love ourselves for whatever reason, whether it's because we've been told it's selfish to love yourself, or it's, or if you are confident and you love yourself, that means that you're full of yourself and you have a big ego, which is completely not true. Because the way that I look at it is if I love myself, if I fill my cup, every single day, and I am full of all of this love and this happiness and this confidence. If I have all of that for myself, that means that I have that to give out to other people. Because you cannot give out what you don't have, and that was definitely true for myself in my past. I had many people who Who loved me and who were good to me, but because I did not love myself, I couldn't couldn't accept their love and I couldn't give out the love that they deserved. So when you don't let people tell you that loving yourself is selfish or it makes you full of yourself or any of those things because they are not true. You have to get in the mindset of when you love yourself, that means you have more than enough love to give out to others. Um, And going along with the previous tip of stopping the negative self-talk, I also want to add that it's important to be mindful of the thoughts you think, the words you say, and how you're making yourself feel. I used to have this really bad habit of never giving myself enough credit for anything, and I I just never felt enough, and again, it was because of the... Of the negative self-talk that I was telling myself, which I was always told as a child, "You're never good enough." You're never good enough. So as an adult, I would tell myself, "You're never good enough." So then that would reflect back on my. So when I began my this self-love journey, I made a commitment to always congratulate myself for every accomplishment of my, every accomplishment of mine, no matter how small. And it's with the little small changes and. The little wins that will strengthen yourself, your sense of self-love and your confidence. So, if you find your so, please be mindful and make the decision to tell yourself kind things, positive things. Do more acts of self-love, whatever that means for you. Do things that are going to uplift you and and support you in your journey of loving who you are. And the fifth tip. To loving yourself is to stop comparing. The worst thing that we can do is compare ourselves to others. And I know it's especially hard with social media and the the society that we live in today. Honestly, like truth be told, none of us really know what the hell that we're doing. None of us are completely 100% perfect or satisfied with who we are. No one knows what they're doing, and we're all putting up a front. Half the time, I don't even know what I'm doing, and I just go with it. When we compare ourselves, we're we're doing ourselves a disservice. One of the things that I decided to do is to detox from social media because I found myself being on social media and just feeling bitter, feeling angry, resentful, um, self conscious, and I. And I knew that I needed to detox myself from this negative space. And social media can be used as a great tool, but it can also be a very toxic tool depending on how you use it. So if you find yourself maybe on social media feeling the same way, try detoxing for a little bit. Even if it's for a week, it's frustrating when I see others or even myself compare ourselves to others on social media because we forget that social media is only half the truth and I don't want to rant too much on this topic because I have a whole other podcast in itself coming out about this but it's only half the truth and we only want to show the best sides of ourselves and this is something that I want to change in 2019 and I because no one likes to show the ugly or the struggles and I want to be more transparent this year. I want to show my struggles and I want to show the ugly side because I feel like a lot of people will be able to connect and resonate with that. We can stop this whole idea of everyone else is perfect, everyone ha- everyone else is living their best life and has it all together when actuality, it's not like that at all. Not everything is always what it seems and everyone deals with their own insecurities and their own struggles and it's important to keep in mind that we are all on our own path and our own journey and the moment that you stop comparing you will be able to see a radical shift in your in yourself and my 6th tip is to surround yourself with people who uplift you and who are genu- and who genuinely love and want the best for you. Um, when I embarked on my self love journey, I had to let go of a lot of people who either triggered my toxic habits or who who brought me down. And it's really important that you surround yourself with people who are going to hold you accountable to your behavior so if this means that everyone around you is bad for your well-being and you have to be alone for a little while then so be it i if you're i see it as if you're serious about really loving yourself and you really want to change you will do what you have to do to get there and it's impossible to truly blossom and flourish into your best self when you're surrounded by people who bring you down people who support negative and bad habits. During the journey of self-love and building your inner confidence, this is the time to be the most selfish and the most invested in yourself because this is a very critical time for you and it's important that whoever you you spend your time with and who who you share your energy with it's important that they're going to support you along this journey and if they're not if they're not adding value to you or if they're not helping you along your journey then they are not worthy of being in your life and I have let go of a lot of people and at first it was hard but but when I started to see how my life was changing as I slowly began to let go of people who were no longer good for me it became easy and now nowadays if i if somebody's in my life and they're not adding value to me or they're not supporting me or or anything i'm i'm not afraid to cut them out of my life because i'm trying to build the life of my dreams and i'm trying to build the person that i know that i am capable of being and i don't have time for any of that. So those are my main tips on Really learning to love yourself and um, building inner confidence. And there are so many more other tips and things that you can do along your journey. But these are pretty much the main elements. Another really important thing to keep in mind is, is to really learn who you are. The only way you can truly learn to love yourself is to know who you are as a person. And we all have good traits. We all have bad traits. We all do things that we're not proud of. And along this journey, what I've realized is that it's important to forgive yourself for any of the past mistakes you, have, you may have made. It's important to let go of any guilt, of any shame, of any regrets, because those things aren't going To If you hold on to those things, they aren't going to allow you to truly love who you are and to have any inner confidence. So it's important to be at peace with your past. It's important to forgive and to let go of anything, of any pain that you may have caused yourself or onto others. As well as any pain that others may have caused on you. It's important to see past situations as opportunities to do better next time. And like I said, it's just really important to know who you are, know yourself, and then and only then can you begin to love yourself. So one thing that I didn't really mention is that in the beginning of my self-love journey, I spent a lot of time alone. I spent a lot of time self-reflecting, figuring out who I was, asking myself questions that made me think about who am I? What do I like? What do who do I want to be? How do I want to come off to people? What kind of energy do I want to exude? How do I want people to know me as? So, once I asked myself those questions, I had to see, okay, where am I right now compared to where I want to be and who I want to be and what I want to be? And I had to figure out the difference and see which steps I needed to take in order to reach that goal of mine. I also want to say that I've I have been on a lot of different phases and journey in my life such as many of you, but for me I think this journey of self-love and finding my inner confidence is possibly the hardest thing that I have had to go through and am currently still going through because I definitely still have a lot of insecurities and a lot of self-doubt that I'm I'm constantly working through on a daily basis. I just want to say that if you're also struggling with this, I get it. I really do, and I'm here for you. I feel like I just feel like in this society that we live in today, we especially for us us women, we have so much pressure to be perfect in every sense of the way. We have pressure to look good, to be the perfect girlfriend, the perfect wife, have the perfect body. We get pressure to be super sexual, but then if we express ourselves sexually, we're, we're, we're labeled as sluts. But then if we don't dress super provocatively, then we're labeled as boring or as prudes. So it's like, it's exhausting because it seems like no matter what we do, what we wear, what we look like, we're never gonna be enough for either side it's like someone is always going to have something negative to say there's always going to be that one person that doesn't like the way you look the way you dress the way you talk or what you do and no, you can you're going to exhaust yourself trying to please everybody because that's simply impossible so I ask why even bother why not just do whatever the hell you makes you happy and whatever makes you feel good and I think that should be the goal for everyone. As long as you are happy with who you are and you are happy with what you're doing and you believe in you and your and your purpose and and all of that, that's all that should ever matter. Forget what everyone else wants of you, even if it's your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your friends or your parents. They may mean well, but oftentimes they don't want what's best for you. They want what they think is best for you. And at the end of the day, only person who knows what's best for you is yourself. Not your best friend, not your boyfriend, not your girlfriend, not your mom, not your dad, not your kids. You know what's best for you. And you always have to listen to that. Because at the end of the day, the most important relationship you have is the one with yourself. And when you have a good relationship with yourself you're able to you're able to have amazing relationships with other people when you're happy with who you are and you feel good about what you're doing you're you're gonna begin to blossom and shine and you're going to radiate this unexplainable glow and beauty and people are going to gravitate towards you and we're all going through our own struggles. we all have our own insecurities, and it's important that we focus on ourselves and our own happiness. I believe that the journey of self-love and and inner confidence is a never-ending one. There's always there's always things that you can learn to improve on or there's new things that you can discover about yourself that you love. I think the most important thing is that you never give up on yourself no matter how hard it may seem, no matter how loud those those evil voices are in your mind or how much other people tell you that you're not good enough or you're not capable of this or if anything don't ever ever give up on yourself you are worthy and you you have a purpose if you are living you have a purpose and so many of us go through life without ever living out our life's true purpose and in order to do that you need to love yourself and you need to have that inner confidence in order to accomplish that that's pretty much all i have for today's episode i hope you enjoyed and again if you could please leave a review that would be very helpful for me and for others to discover this podcast And if you are listening, please take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram story and tag me in it. And that is all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed and as always, until next time, remember to just glow with it. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode here on Just Glow With It. If you are new here, my name is Jasmine and I also have a YouTube channel and a blog also called Just Glow With It. And for today's episode, I am going to be talking about gratitude. And I'm going to discuss what it means to be truly grateful, how the power of gratitude has truly transformed my life and the way that I that I view things and the way that I and just how the this mindset shift of towards gratitude has really transformed my life. Before I get into how to be grateful and the power of gratitude, I wanted to give a little background on who I was before I made this mindset shift and how my life was, just to get a little bit of clarity and maybe some of you might be able to connect because you are in this position that I was once in. So I'm 23 years old and before i moved out of my parents house and became like a real adult i was honestly so blessed i was always taken care of my whole life i had everything i needed and wanted material wise financially things like that i was never without i was i was pretty spoiled growing up and ironically that time in my life where where I was the most abundant and blessed financially, I was also the most miserable, unhappy, and also ungrateful. So it wasn't until I was 19 years old and I moved out of my parents' house. And when I moved out of my parents' house, my parents were like, pretty much, okay, if you want to be an adult, if you want to be on your own, then you're going to be completely on your own. So that meant they weren't going to support me in any way, which I understandably, I get. If I'm going to be on my own, I have to do it fully. I can't half-ass it. So that meant getting my own car insurance, my own phone plan, everything was completely on my own. And it wasn't until I entered the real world where I was stripped away from everything and didn't have much that made me realize how blessed I truly was. So this transition from being abundantly blessed to being on my own led me to two realizations about myself and about most people in this world and that I know. And the first realization is that so many of us are so blind to the reality that we are actually so much more blessed and abundant and it's like the saying goes, you don't really know what you have until it is gone. And for me, this was true when I moved out of my parents' house. I completely realized how good I really had it. And it didn't I didn't regret moving out because I I knew I needed to do this for myself, but it did make me realize wow, I really did have it good. And the second realization I had was that most of us are only truly grateful when something good happens. For example, when when we get a job offer or a promotion or something of that sort. But we aren't really grateful for the little things that no one ever thinks about, such as the clean running water that you have, the roof over your head, the fact that you're healthy and all of your body parts function the way that they're supposed to, and the fact that you have a phone where you can even listen to this podcast, or the fact that you probably don't have to worry about where or when your next meal is going to come from. And it's things like this that us average people don't ever think about. In my opinion, the power of of gratitude is the best way to shift your perspective from lack to abundance, from fear to love, from without to more than enough. And I believe I am the perfect example of this because, like I just said, I used to be super blessed and, and well off and I used to be way more financially abundant and prosperous than I am right now in this moment. But I was also way more stressed and in constant state of lack which caused me to feel unhappy and like I never had enough. And the reason why I was feeling like this even though I had money coming in and things like that was because I was choosing to focus on what I didn't have rather than what I already did. You know, you go through different phases in life. You have some really high highs and some really low lows. And right now, I am in a place where I'm at a really low low. But I'm grateful for it because it's it's taught me so many lessons. And it's forced me to strengthen my faith and and to grow and to mature. Even though I'm at a low point, I'm also the most grateful I've ever felt. And I can truly say through all the different phases of my life from when I was making a ton of money and I had everything and I could buy what I want, when I want, and I had my own place and things like that. Through all of that, I actually feel the most abundant, happy, grateful, and blessed right now despite the fact that I don't have any of that currently. And the reason for this is because I am intentionally choosing to focus on all the good in my life. And by focusing on that, I am attracting more things to be grateful for. Because what you focus on, you become a vibrational match to. And then, of course, you attract more of it. So instead of focusing on all I don't have yet, because it is coming in divine timing, I am focusing on the fact that I wake up with a roof over my head in a warm, cozy bed next to the love of my life. I get to wake up next to somebody who loves me unconditionally, who supports, encourages, and uplifts me, who spoils me with so much love and affection. And I'm grateful for the fact that I wake up each morning with the freedom to do what I choose. I am able to work on my mind, body, and spirit. I am attracting amazing opportunities and I will not settle for anything less than what I deserve. I have clothes on my back and I have my own car and I have clean running water. I am always taken care of and I am never ever without. And although this phase is a little difficult for me because this is a phase that I've never experienced before and it's a little bit uncomfortable. I know that it is for my highest and best good and no matter what happens now, I know that I will always have my sense of gratitude and I will no longer be blind to the abundance and beauty that surrounds me. And like I said, The old me would have been so miserable and worried in this phase. The old me would have given attention to all the things that I am lacking. The old me would have not acknowledged all the love, support, and abundance that is currently surrounding me. And the old me would have been attracting more lack. In today's podcast, I want to talk about how you can be more grateful every single day And when you start to give off the vibration of gratitude and you shift your mindset from lack to abundance, I promise you, I promise, I promise you that you will begin to see a shift in your life. Because in order to change your life, you have to change your mindset and your perspective and the way that you choose to view things. These are my tips on how to be more grateful. And this is what has worked for me and what has truly transformed my life and my and my mindset. In order to learn how to be more grateful, you don't have to go through what I did. And this is why I'm making this podcast. Because I, if I can help other people avoid the struggles that I'm currently going through, then that is enough for me. So my first tip is to wake up every single day literally counting your blessings your blessings. Even if things are not exactly how you want them to be and things might feel like they are falling apart, the fact that you even woke up is a blessing in itself because you have another opportunity at life. And life is never guaranteed for anybody. Every single morning that you wake up, you have a choice. You can choose to do better. You can choose to be productive. You can choose to focus on all the good. Or you can choose the exact opposite. Ultimately, the choice is yours. Now for me, waking up grateful every single day didn't happen overnight. But what has helped me to shift my mindset was to write a gratitude list every single morning. Um, And you can write it out, you can speak it out, whatever feels right to you. I just really want to emphasize the importance on saying, on acknowledging what it is you are grateful for every single day. Even if it's just one thing. It's better than nothing at all. So my second tip is to work on being more self-aware throughout the day It's important to wake up every morning can I just say sorry it's 11 11 right now and I've been seeing 11 11 and one 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 everywhere for the past few days and I just think that's pretty cool okay going back step two is tip number two is to work on being more self-aware throughout the day. Um, So there are many times throughout the day when something happens that you can be grateful for or you can just acknowledge and say thank you to the universe for, no matter how small it is. For me, I'm grateful for when someone opens the door for me, when someone gives me a compliment or, you know, when I'm getting all the green lights literally it can be anything. The key here is to be mindful throughout the day and stay in that vibration of gratitude throughout the whole day. And I'm not saying you're going to be you're always going to be in the constant state of gratitude 24/7, but the more that you can stay in that space, the more you're going to receive to be grateful for. Step number 3 is to always shift your perspective. Whenever something inconvenient or annoying comes about, you can acknowledge it, but then you can choose to let it go and focus on something good. And I have the perfect example for this. Um, So this morning, my boyfriend texted me saying how he was really annoyed at the fact that he had said good morning to one of his coworkers and his coworker completely ignored him. Was super rude, didn't even acknowledge him or anything. And he was, and my boyfriend was very irritated at that fact because he's a very friendly person and he just thought it was very rude and disrespectful. But I told him, maybe he's not a morning person, maybe he's going through something, maybe he's just a miserable person and he hates his life, but you have to realize that it isn't about you. So instead of focusing on how disrespectful that was, why don't you focus on the your other co-workers who have said good morning to you? And I asked him you know did do any of your other coworkers say good morning to you he said yes of course and i said okay well instead of focusing on the one person who didn't say good morning to you why don't you focus on your other coworkers who have said good morning to you it's simple shifts like this that can really transform how you feel and my last tip is to practice saying thank you more I just think it's really important to acknowledge to just say thank you. You know, if it's just when because somebody opened the door for you or somebody bought your coffee or anything like that, just saying thank you. It not only will make you feel good, but it can also make another person feel good as well and it's important I think we as a society need to be more more appreciative and thankful. So those are my four simple tips on how to be more grateful and I just want to say that being grateful and being aware to your blessings is like building a muscle. The more that you build that muscle, the more results that you will see and what you focus on you feel and what you feel you attract. The more grateful you feel the more aware you will be to the blessings that already surround you. And you will begin to attract even more blessings to feel grateful for. I also want to mention that there is a natural ebb and flow to life. Life isn't always smooth and we all experience different hardships. But even in times of hardships, there is always something that you can choose to be grateful for. You can even be grateful for the hardship that you are experiencing because I know for myself that even when I'm going through a hard time, I may not realize it right then and there, but I always realize afterwards that there was a big lesson there or there was something that I needed to acknowledge or learn or grow from. So now I'm making more of an effort that when I am going through a challenge or a difficult time, to really embrace that challenge and to really be grateful for it because deep down I know that this is going to benefit me. And all it takes is a simple shift in your perspective and choosing to see things from a what can I learn from this perspective as opposed to why is this happening to me. And so that is all that I have for today's podcast. I and I hope that this was able to open your eyes and really embark a shift within you because I truly know how powerful gratitude is and how life-changing it can be and I want others to be able to experience this sh- this simple shift and so I hope that you enjoyed and until next time remember to just glow with it